My name is Mike Larkin, the first ever Triple Crown Champion in Max Wrestling Podcast history and the current reigning Indy fan Iron Bank contract holder. And joining me today for this edition of Max Wrestling is the current reigning and defending predictions champion, Mr. Travis the Walker Anderson. Travis, how you doing today? Good fucking morning to you. Thank you, sir. And also joining us today on the show is the current reigning and defending knowledge champion, El Jefe himself, Mr. Moses Marquez. Good morning, Moses. Buenos dias to everybody. And making her Max Wrestling Podcast main show debut is the current reigning defending promo champion, Nicola McDonald, better known as the Demoness. Hello, Nicola, and good morning. Good morning. How are you all doing? We're doing good. It's going to be a good show today. A lot to cover. Before we get into the current reigning promo bout that we got going on between Brittany Savage and Coriel Coulter, a.k.a. Cypher, and we discussed some NXT in-your-house predictions. There's a statement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I have been on this show since January 2017 as a captain. And notice the words on the verbiage here. I am a captain. I am not the captain. So the captain has prepared a statement for everybody. So follow along and read with me. For those outside the loop, this past weekend, I posted a video to RWT announcing my formal retirement as a wrestling podcaster, which in turn meant the end of the show I created in March 2015, Max Wrestling. I would like it to be known that this was not the result of one isolated incident. It was the culmination of months, if not years, worth of stress due to people not getting along, control issues, creative issues, and being undermined. It was not part of a ridiculous plot or scheme. It was a person pushed to breaking point and throwing in the towel. I would also like it to be known that in after I posted that video, I did not ask or encourage anybody else to post videos of their own. They did so of their own accord. I did not ask for a war. My decision was to walk away peacefully and be done with everything. Not a single person knew that I was going to do this. Everyone found out when the video aired. Whatever happened next was people reacting. I feel overwhelmed that they care so passionately about the show and my work that they felt the need to speak so openly and are point blank refusing to allow me to ring the bell on this brand. What I do next is still unclear to me. I have not come to a final decision. If I decide to continue Max Wrestling, it will be with the three people you will hear today as the main team. If I decide to stick to retirement, I will come to terms with it in my own time and be happy with what I have achieved in five years. Mike Larkin. Moses Marquez and Travis the Walker Anderson came together and decided they would record this show together, making it the first ever episode without me. And that is somewhat poetic that it could be the last. I've given everything I have to this brand for 1,901 days. It started as a magazine in 2013. The Phoenix and I built it from scratch as a podcast in 2015. And I have recorded, edited, and produced every episode since. There is no one I trust more with my baby than these three men, and if it does happen to be the final episode, I will be proud that it was in their hands because their support and positivity towards me has been the only thing stopping me from disappearing from social media entirely. I am at that low point. I would also like my supporters and audience to know that my wife and I are planning on starting a family, and the stress I have been under or any going stress is not fair to her. I am hereby asking everyone to stop fighting and move on. There are more important things in this world than petty arguments. I will make my final decision after this episode. Till we meet again, the captain, and to the listeners, I love you 3,000. Statement by the captain. 
And um, yes, now moving on to some uh, some brighter notes here. Uh, we have the next at league bout between Brittany Savage and Coriel Coulter, a.k.a. Cypher. Whew. We got MC Savage. We got Mr. Shoot Your Sat. See the Cypher. It's the next bout in the promo league, and it starts now. Sorry for the truth, call from the phone booth If you wanna see me then you gotta make the wrong move One call away and you know I'm hella faded Surrounded by the sin and I know that you hate it Miss call, miss call, you about to get So it has come to my attention That it's now me versus Britney Savage I can dig that Not only is she pretty, but she's dangerous She's like a black widow Me I don't fuck with spiders much, but, you know, if this is what I gotta do, this is what I gotta do. Now, Miss Savage, your accolades are far beyond anything that I can ever do. I mean, you wrestled with AJ Lee, you was in WWE, you was with Beth Phoenix, you've done everything outside the wrestling world, inside the wrestling world, so your promo's probably gonna be better than mine. But, I hate to repeat myself because, you know, that's just my pet peeve but you're standing in the way of me getting to where I need to go and that's straight to the top now don't let the smile fool you it ain't nowhere near as pretty as yours but let me tell you when a dog's hungry a dog's gonna eat but that's at the end of the day that's real facts now I want you to look out there this is where I'm from small town we got mountains in the back. We got cities. We got beaches. It don't matter where you from. It's how you walk it and how you talk it. Now, this might be one of my most interesting promos because it's just me and you. And, you know, that's fine. I don't mind a little one-on-one -on -one with the Savage. But at the same time, you ain't never met a beast like me. Now, you beat Travis, the Walker Anderson understand. Sorry, Trav. You beat Mike Jolly. Okay. Not bad. But, um, you ain't gonna beat me. There ain't no way in hell I'm gonna let that happen. You can body slam me, drop kick me, DDT, whatever you gotta do, but Miss Savage, I'm a big man. And at the end of the day, I'm ready to eat. So if you come for my plate, your ass is going to get bit. I mean, like I said, no offense. Pretty girl like yourself, rugged dude like me, we make one hell of a tag team, but still, I'm trying to tell you, you ain't eating off my plate. We ain't in a relationship. You didn't deserve the food off my plate. You don't get that. That's mine. I worked hard for that. So, while I'm standing here, hands in my pockets like Orange Cassidy, I got one thing to say to you, only one thing to, only one thing left. You ain't getting past me. This is C the Cypher on the scene live. One, two, one, two. My name is Britt. I don't take no shit. Mess with me and you'll get hit. All right, so I'm not much of a rapper. 
but I am channeling my inner cipher. Speaking of cipher, I decided to take it upon myself to look up the definition of cipher because I was intrigued, not gonna lie. Definition number one that I saw was a code of some sort, like writing. And I thought, nah. Definition number two. Definition number two was an informal gathering of rappers. And I thought, nah. nah. Definition number three that I saw was a person or thing of non-importance. A zero. It's you, Cypher. You, Cypher. Not important. Irrelevance in a world of professional wrestling where I, Brittany Savage, am relevant. I spent 11 years inside of a wrestling ring, whereas you spend your time rapping. And while I continue to climb my way up here in Promo League, I'll just sit on back and watch you try to rap. Thanks for the challenge. Okay, guys, it is now time for the Predictions Championship to be on the line in NXT In Your House Predictions. This airs this Sunday. Whew. We have five matches right now announced. Let's start off with this one. The debut of Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Moses, we will start with you. Uh, I got to go Karrion Cross. You can't kill this guy in his debut. And I got six on my sheet. Oh, my bad. Six. Thank you, Moses. No worries. So, okay. I'm going with Karrion Cross as well. I'm going to say this right now. Here's what's cool about this. that I know I haven't been on the show in a while, but if you actually look at the definition of the word Karrion, and yes, it is with a C, but he has it with a K because, well, you know, Karrion, Killer Cross, Karrion Cross, what have you. It's the decaying flesh of dead animals because I know a lot of people were complaining about the name because, oh, we can't use Killer, but I'm fine with Karrion. It fits. So I had Tomb going with Karrion Cross. Doomsday Saito. Uh, the cross jacket. I've been loving what they've been doing with Killer Cross, Karrion Cross. It's really a representation of what we've seen with uh, this Killer Smoke show and a Triple A. So I'm digging it from Lucha Underground Impact Wrestling. He has arrived on NXT. I will go with Karrion. Now, Travis the Walker Anderson, since you are the predictions champion, who are you going with, Karrion Cross or Tommaso Ciampa? I got to go with Cross, man. I, this match is going to be probably the best match of the damn not. If it's not, I'm going to be fucking pissed. It, it, it's just, there's just so much talent between the two of them. Um, but I got to go with Cross. All right. And Miss Nicola McDonald, the Demoness, your pick, Carrion Cross with Scarlet or Tommaso Ciampa? Carrion Cross with Scarlet because um, I, uh, I was, that is on fire, the pair of them. That is one. Cr- I love it. I love what they're doing. So it's going to be him. He's just going to beat the crap out of him. That's what he does, and that's what I love about Cross. He's vicious, he's violent, and yeah. So it's going to be him, definitely. All right, so carrying Cross all the way for that one. Now, this is the bout Moses Marquez, which um, has just been added, and I did not know it was added until we're talking about it now. And with the results of what happened with NXT, with the brawl that we saw, it is going to be Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knotts versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Whew. 
All right. Uh, I'll go last on this one. I'll let you start again, Moses. Who's your pick? Mia Yim, Shotzi, and Tegan, or Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez? Only because I feel like um, this might flip. I'm going to go with the faces in this one. I feel like um, Candice won't get pinned, so that's a good thing, but I bet you they're probably going to pin Raquel, and I'm going to laugh at that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but then that this also kind of plays into like my my pick for the uh, for the uh, North American title too. So, all right, and we'll go to that match next. But before we get to that, we'll go with you next, Travis. Who's your pick? Mia Yim, Shotzi, and Tegan, or Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez? Do you even have to ask me? You know, I'm going Shotzi, Shotzi, Shotzi. <laughs> now, okay, here's the thing about that. She comes out in the canon, and I love it. Here's here's why I love it. Okay, so for her brief tenure in Impact Wrestling, before she got hurt, she was one of the ones that they picked from the Rise tryout. And here's the thing about Shotzi Blackheart, an amazing talent. We've seen her on the uh, Evolve show that they are on the network against Brandi Lauren, the former Ava story. Uh, she's one of those girls that's an absolute amazing talent. <laughs> Uh, for those who watch Impact Wrestling, which we'll get into in this show, uh, the music that Sammy Callahan uses now is the old Shotzi Blackheart music that was from when she briefly wrestled in Impact Wrestling. Uh, she's one of those girls that is just absolutely amazing. So I look forward to seeing what she does. And I guess I'll go in this one since I'm rambling. I also pick Mia Yim Shotzi and Tegan Knotts. Now I have to go with what you said there, Moses Marquez, because as we've seen, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, it's like the female version of Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Raquel Gonzalez playing the role of Diesel. And she's been the one with the terror going after each and every one with the size, the stature that is Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, for me, I think she's also going to take the pin in this one. But, uh, yeah, I also am going to go with Mia Yim, Shotzi, and Tegan Knox. Now, this, I've handed over to the Demoness here. Uh, Nikola, you go with Mia Yim, Shotzi, and Tegan, or Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez? Mia. Sorry. Yeah, Mia. Them three. (laughs) Team Mia. Sorry. I couldn't say the name properly. That's why I called the face team. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. We'll go with that. The face team. That'll do. Thanks, Moses. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> now so, y'all do remember this is this is for the predictions championship. It's okay to go with somebody else. Well, it might be differing coming up in the other four matches. So, all right, so two all the way for the uh, for the face team, as Moses so put it, and carrying cross. So now we'll move on to the one Moses. This will go into your pick. All right, North American titles on the line. Defending champion Keith Lee takes on Johnny Gargano. And since Moses, you wanted to uh, discuss that going into your pick from that last matchup, are you going Keith Lee or are you going with uh, Johnny Wrestling? I think Johnny Wrestling gets it back. Uh, I feel like this is the time where maybe just maybe Vince is going to start plucking guys from NXT. You know, we kept hearing about Dominic maybe going up. Maybe it's not Dominic. Maybe it's Keith Lee. I mean, I feel like they're not doing anything with him. I don't think they really want to give him a a, a title shot. So, like an NXT title shot. So, I, th- I think he loses this, and then within the coming weeks, he's up on the main. We'll switch it up. Next up uh, with uh, Nikola, Keith Lee or Johnny Gargano, North American title line? Uh, Keith Lee. Okay. Just to be different. Just to be different. <laughs> yeah, Trav. Yeah, Trav. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Keith Lee or Johnny Gargano? Keith Lee. Ooh, okay. All right, here's my thing about this. Like, for me, I've been a Keith Lee fan since the Indies, and when he was teaming with Shane Taylor in Ring of Honor, it's one of those things where 
he's just so athletic for his size and his stature. Johnny Gargano, former North American champion, beating Ricochet for it back in the day. Uh, I love what they're doing with the new heel, Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, Keith Lee and Miriam incorporating the real-life couple that they are. I've been digging this storyline, but for me, I will also agree with Travis and Nikola. I will say Keith Lee because I don't think it's his time to lose it. I'm going to go with Keith Lee, and I think down the line, and we mentioned Karrion Cross. I think that's a future matchup, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross for the North American Championship to build up Karrion Cross. I don't think Johnny Gargano is the one to take it off of Keith Lee. I see more of these matches coming, but I don't see uh, Johnny Gargano taking it off of Keith Lee right here at NXT in your house. So I, too, will go with Keith Lee. So there you go, Trav. See, see, I'm thinking it's going to be more or less uh, like one of the guys from Undisputed take it off of Keith Lee. Oh, you're thinking Roddy, like and, a Roddy or somebody? Yeah, and then once they take it off of Keith Lee, then that's when uh, uh, Moses's favorite comes in and takes the title from them. No. I can't think of his name. My, I'm Timothy having a brain fart. Timothy Thatcher? No, um, fuck. Maybe Riddle. Uh, it really going to talk about that when we get to SmackDown. All right, who, who's uh, I'm getting mad what his damn name is. Uh, fuck. Uh, Shaw. <laughs> oh, Dexter oh, Loomis. God. Dexter He's Loomis, yeah, guy. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 2020 nails. <laughs> well, we'll get to Dexter Loomis in a sec on this show. All right, next bout we have is... Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Now, dude, I've been loving Damian Priest. Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor when he was teamed with the likes of BJ Whitmer being managed by the great Kevin Sullivan. Coming in the WWE, we've seen him have great matches with Killian Dane, uh, Pete Dunne. We're, I'm talking about the whole nine here. I've been loving what they've been doing with Damian Priest with Keith Lee in the North American title scene. Him being the one to take out Finn Balor, I don't see him winning it here because we still have unfinished business with Finn Balor and Walter. For the NXT UK title, which is coming in the in the future, hopefully, with the, what the, the craziness that's going on in the world here. But for me, to keep Finn Balor going and keep him hot, I'm going to say Finn Balor uh, beats Damian Priest here. Gets his revenge for him taking him out. Moses, Finn Balor, Damian Priest? Finn can lose. Okay. He can lose and look good, so you got to build stars. If Damian loses, he can't keep living off of, I have a, a killer... Uh, bad guy voice and a bad guy laugh. <laughs> Hold on. That's his natural <laughs> voice, though, man. Okay, well, you can't just live off that, man. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, can he work? Yeah, but at the same time, he's got to be built, and he needs big wins. He needs this kind of a win. Like, so he looks like the ultimate badass. He's going to go in there. Finn's going to give him hell, but he pulls the nightstick out or something. He doesn't have to win clean. So what Moses Marquez is saying, everybody, is like the film Be Cool, which starred The Rock, Vince Vaughn, Uma Thurman, John Travolta. What he's pretty much saying is you can't have a nice ass. You can't get away with having a nice ass forever. Eventually, you're going to have to develop a personality. So that's where you're going with Damian Priest. Is that correct, Moses Marquez? A thousand percent. Okay. See? Uh, That's a little pop culture for you people. So (laughs) I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Finn Balor. Moses is going with Damian Priest. Uh, Travis, I'll go to you next. Finn Balor or Damian Priest? This is one of them ones that could literally go either way. Um, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Damian. <laughs> oh, 
Nicholas, Finn Balor, or Damian Priest? Finn Balor. All right. So, or even Steven on that one, all right? Next one. Next one we have is Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai in a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. Oh, okay. It's going to pain me to say this because I think that they're going to continue with the Charlotte Flair NXT Women's Championship run and have Rhea finally take it off of her, but I don't see Rhea losing in this matchup. I see EO taking the fall or the submission, what have you. I see Charlotte Flair retaining here, and then we go towards, you know, the summer with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. So I'm going to go with the queen, Charlotte Flair. Moses, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley, or EO Shirai? I feel like Charlotte's playing Triple H of, like, 2001. One where he was just hunt Thor, just gigantic murder and everybody doesn't matter what brand you were on. And that's exactly Charlotte right now. She's yeah, she's she's going to win and she's going to piss us all off by pinning you. You see, that's actually a great comparison because it's kind of like, you know, Triple H 2001, 2002, 2003, rolling through everybody, the world title reign, the whole nine. You know, she's just she's just indestructible, like disturbed man, master mind. Second pop culture reference. Anyway, I digress. So, Moses, you and I are going to go with Charlotte. Travis, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, or Io Shirai? Rhea. Okay. Now, so you see her just getting it right here. Now, you see her go pin in Charlotte just straight off the bat, and then we can set up a Rhea Io Shirai feud. What are you thinking, man? Oh, man. Uh, I think uh, they've been doing so much with Charlotte. She's like, on every damn show. Um, I don't know. I just don't think she's going to take this one. All right. Fair enough. And Miss Nicola McDonald, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, or Io Shirai, NXT Women's Championship on the line? Rhea, because I do not like Charlotte Flair at all. Everything I've watched this week and every time she appears, I just sit there going, no, I, I just don't like her at all. Let's just say the demoness sees her and thinks she does not need to be here. So, yeah, you know, violent folks. But, um, yeah, I want to see Rhea. Just, just, I want to see someone just destroy her. That would be fun to watch. <laughs> and Rhea's got that dark. Rhea's got something I really like when I watch her fight. I just sit there and go, wow. So, yeah, Rhea. See, see I was going to go Io, but um, after... Uh, Sheeta won the AEW one. I don't think Trip uh, Triple H is going to be that petty, or he's going to recognize that hey, it probably wouldn't be good to put it on her right now. Um, so that's why I think it's going to be Rhea. I just do not think Charlotte's going to walk out champ. All right. Well, it's one of those things for me, like like Nicola just mentioned. You look at Rhea Ripley, like you see where she started in the first May Young Classic, where she was like that. I'll be honest, a lot of people can kind of compare it to Charlotte. She had the long blonde hair, you know, very what meat baby face, if you will. And then she comes back in the second May Young Classic, looking as she looks now, the short hair, more of a badass. I think she's one of the ones that have come a long way. I was, I, like all of us, we were not in favor when Charlotte won the title at WrestleMania. I remember being pissed, royally pissed if you will, a little Key and Peele reference there. It's one of those things where it's just like, I can see Rhea winning, but it's not here. And besides, you got August. You got that takeover feel. Look at when Bailey beat Sasha Banks and she finally won the NXT Women's Championship back in 2015. So it's one of those things where watching Rhea in the chase to finally get the belt, 
I cannot wait to see what happens. But yes, so Charlotte Flair, and we differ on the Rhea Ripley's. And uh, yeah, man, but as we all can say this, and I would love to see her win it, but I don't think it's Io Shirai's time. Even though I'm going to say this, I think you all can agree with me. Io Shirai has been absolutely killing it, and I love what she's been doing. Like, how about that underwater scene really quickly from her and the, and the prime target, the preview in the match? How cool was that, the mystique of that? That was awesome. Trev? What was that? I'm sorry. My okay. allergies are damn killing me. The prime target, man. When Io Shirai under the water and she's talking Japanese and looking all bad. What'd you think about that? The mystique of that? Oh, yeah. That was pretty sweet, man. And how about you, Nikola? What'd you think about that? Because I'll be honest. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. I got to say, the way that they build those three of them just working out, Rhea Ripley getting up at 5.30 in the morning, Charlotte being pissed when everybody's like, you don't belong here. Excuse me, I've been here. Which, you know, they show, they showcase the takeover match where she beat Natty for the NXT Women's Championship to put her on the map. So I like how they pretty much played upon each and every opponent and really just made me feel good about the match. And we'll talk about Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream's uh, prime target in a second. But God dang, man, the build to that was great. And speaking of builds, the next bout that we will be talking about is, well, the main event. Here we are. Uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in the last chance backlot brawl for the NXT Championship. If Velveteen Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship while Adam Cole is still the champion. Uh, Moses, once more, we'll start with you. Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream for the NXT Championship. It's a backlot brawl. I'm hoping that this turns into one of those things where it looks like Velveteen's going to win and then all of a sudden Undisputed Eric gets involved and then we don't have to see this match ever again. But <laughs> at the same time, I have a bad feeling they're going to like, they might go with Dream. I don't know what that'll do for the title. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one that's really not behind Dream anymore. He just cooled the hell down the leaked picture thing kind of didn't help that situation either but uh i don't i really love adam cole as champion so I, i'm going adam cole all right uh next we'll go with nikola in this one nikola adam cole baby or velveteen dream um velveteen purely because he's pretty awesome so yeah <laughs> that's about it on that but yeah and, and pretty much, I'll be honest with you, you'd see that channeling of the ravishing Rick Rude. Nikola, is this a case where you just want to see maybe your face or anybody else's face on his tights, man? Is that what it is? Are you having flashbacks to ravishing Rick Rude? Is that what this is? Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> Even demonesses, man, enjoy that type of stuff. I mean, we are, like I said, Nikola, you are still female and you're still a beautiful female. Beauty, strength, and dominance. There's those three key elements, three key elements coming in again. But hey, all right. So the oh, lady go. You're welcome. The lady goes to Velveteen Dream. Now we'll move on to you, Travis. Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream NXT Championship on the line. It's a backlot brawl. Boom. Vel Velveteen. Oh. The dream all day. He's gonna fucking take it, and I'm gonna be fucking laughing in Moses's face. All right. <laughs> you go ahead. You try, bud. Okay. <laughs> it's now for me, like I've always like I'm a fan of the Velveteen Dream character. Like when Patrick Clark was in Tough Enough and the Dream has no recollection of that. It's one of the things watching see that dude rise and he's just one of those guys that, you know, really works his ass off to the North American title. Now for me, I'm gonna say this right now. Here's where Dexter Loomis comes in because we all all right, first and foremost, what did you guys think of the drawing of <laughs> 
of him with the Undisputed Era in the car, and he's the one driving the car. What would you guys think of that drawing this week from Dexter Loomis? And I'll start with Moses, because I know you love him. First off, I didn't really see it. I'm not even going to lie. This was probably one of those times where I had to cook dinner and actually you know, do the fatherly duties. Did it look cool? I have to look this thing up right now. Okay. So, <laughs> Travis, if you saw the, the drawing, what did you think about the Undisputed Era and uh, friggin' Dexter Loomis draw, uh, driving that car? I didn't say it neither. You guys, <laughs> Nikola, did you, did you see? I know. I did. That was the, was it? It was driving the car, weren't it? Yes. Yeah, I did see it. I thought it was funny. Okay. So yeah, see, I I fucked up yesterday. Why? And gave candy to my daughter, <laughs> and she went absolutely damn psychotic. And so there, there was quite a bit I missed, but and that was one of them. Dude, you gave her I the can't... sugar rush. You gave your daughter the sugar rush, man. Dude, she found my metal chair. <laughs> if that tells you anything. <laughs> All right. So painting the picture here, it's a drawing of Dexter Loomis driving the car with the Undisputed Air in the back. Okay, it's one of the things where I see Dexter Loomis getting involved in this. I don't know how, but I think it's going to lead to Adam Cole Bebe retaining. I don't see Velveteen Dream winning it here. And there's going to be maybe something going on with Velveteen Dream and Dexter Loomis, even though he's been tormenting the Undisputed Era. Or they could, And the only reason why I'm also saying this, they could go either way with the fact that Adam Cole's next opponent will be Dexter Loomis, or something's going to happen, but I don't see the Velveteen Dream, you know, Retain, winning it here. So I'm going to say Adam Cole retains some Dexter Loomis involvement, and I think it's going to be a great match. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, all right, Moses, I'm going to ask you, what is it about the Velveteen Dream that you feel he's cooled off? He's, okay, so how can I put this? Okay, so when was the last time, like, we cared about the Velveteen Dream? Like, all that momentum he had going into WrestleMania when we kind of figured it was going to be him and Adam Cole, and then, you know, the, 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 the pandemic happened and and then he kind of just cooled off because they really they didn't push him or when they were pushing him the dude was just chilling on a couch and i don't know like i said i just i i'm i'm off the velveteen train there's there's no excitement there for me and as far as like in ring comparison i would again i would much rather have adam cole in there taking everybody to the toll whether winning or losing or whatever. And then, you know, as compared to Velveteen, who it could be athletic, it could be fun, but at the same time, his really his better matches come with people who are willing to carry him. He's right. not willing. He can't really carry anybody just yet. So what you're saying is it's like Ric Flair and Lex Luger. Adam Cole's Ric Flair, and he's playing the role of Lex Luger? I wouldn't well. Luger had way less moves, but yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying, because they always say, like, Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, they could have a match with the broom. So I'm like, all right, you look at Lex Luger, how he sucked. Uh, you know what? 
back in yeah. the day. And uh, Ric Flair was the one that carried everybody. Look at Ric Flair and Sting. Look at a lot of people that Ric Flair has helped wrestle. Hell, even, I'll even say Ronnie Garvin. So it's one of those things where, like, I understand where you're coming from. But with Velveteen Dream, like, he could just do the Randy Macho Man axe handle. He could do what he does because he's just so damn fluid in what he does. And he's so young, which we saw in the prime target, which I enjoyed. 24 years of age. He's working hard. Adam Cole, which, by the way, the whoop, whoop, whoop makes me laugh because, again, Arsenio Hall. Which I, which I, I, I love was... it because truth be told, I'm old and that used to be like the cool way to get excited. Oh, yeah, man. Early 90s, man. You could have freaking color me bad. I want to sex you up on there, man. High five. I like the way kissing game. Moses Marquez, you know what's up. So it's one of those things where Mike hits me. Yeah, there you go. So it's one of those things where I like the excitement factor of what they're doing there. Just Adam Cole being that cocky, man. I don't give a shit about the Velveteen Dream. I'm just going to go party with my boys, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and, you know, the whole nine. And Roddy. Kyle O'Reilly is just the fucking best. Oh, he's hilarious. He's one of the best parts. So that food was superb in his face. Oh, God, that face. <laughs> hey, champ, come on. <laughs> All right. So good. One of the best parts about the Undisputed Era is Kyle O'Reilly. Well, here's the thing. Not just the fact of his character. Like, I always used to laugh when he would play, like, the guitar with the belt. Like, he was just so funny. He's very animated. He's very colorful. And I think Kyle O'Reilly is one of the most underrated parts of the Undisputed Era. But, yes, like, the build to these matches makes me want to see those matches. And we'll get to NXT in a little bit here. But, God dang, man, I am looking forward to seeing NXT in your house this week, this weekend on the WWE Network. Now, one other thing I got to mention here that ties in the WWE Network, because right after that, since we did not get to see the Undertaker documentary this week for part four, because this week on the WWE Network was Sting the Lost Tape. And Moses Marquez, I don't know if you watched it, but we saw the uh, old matchup that he had with uh, Big Bubba Rogers from WCW in 1995. They took cameras and they show that matchup with him and the Big Bubba Rogers, a.k.a. the Big Boss Man from 95. Have you watched Sting the Lost Tape yet? I have not watched Sting the Lost Tape, but I have seen that match with him and Big Bubba from 95. Um, oh, God, I crap all over Big Bubba, like, right now. Every retro show for the last <laughs> fucking few months, I have been crapping all over Big Bubba. That was probably, like, the last time he looked any good was against Sting. But granted, I can't say that I'm so biased as with Sting. It's not even funny. A man called Sting. Man called Sting. It's hard yes. not to love a crazy man that's gigantic. Oh, of course, man. But it's one of those things where, like, I actually enjoyed it because you know you got to see Ooh, yeah, the Macho Man on the uh, on the thing where he's talking with Sting backstage, and just it was a really cool, nice thing. How we got into like uh, got into the paint. For those who have not seen it, watch Sting the Lost Tape because it, it was good. It was really, really good. We got to see a lot of great stuff, and it takes you to the match. And it just it was good. It's really good. And for those who want the nostalgia, and I figured I'd play tie you into this, Moses Marquez, because you've been you know, talking about a lot of that here. Oh, yeah. You know me and my nostalgia, especially WCW. Now, another thing I got to say about the Undertaker thing, and we'll— Actually, you know what? Before we even get to the Undertaker thing, I actually thought of you, Moses Marquez, because I was looking at 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and the episode that they're talking about this week with him and Conrad Thompson was about a June episode of uh, WCW Nitro, which you're going to get to, where Eric Bischoff beats Terry Funk for the WCW Hardcore title. Oh, God. <laughs> I can see I the can't, I can't. I am dreading the days to where we get where, like, Bischoff is... I, I'm not going to mind him, like, running with the NWO and being, like, the ultimate prick on the mic. It's when he starts, like, having these just 
god awful matches with David Flair and then uh oh Terry Funk that one wasn't the worst but it's like you're out there with a fucking legend and you're terrible but it I don't know I'm I'm going to be dreading the later everybody dreads the later part of WCW but we're far away right now we're like in like we're 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 climbing the hill if you will we're not at the peak just yet but we're climbing that hill Oh yeah man Guys, check out the Retro Rewind, which we'll uh, promote at the end of the show. But, yeah, if you guys want to go see Sting and Big Bubba Rogers and the Lights Out match, check out Sting the Lost Tape. Now we'll get to the Undertaker stuff, because this week coming up on the Undertaker Last Ride documentary, he's going to go in-depth about the match with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, and we're going to see more. And I'm going to say this. I know I haven't been on the show, but, guys, I've been really enjoying the Undertaker Last Ride documentary. And, Moses, I'll start with you. What have you been thinking about the last three parts? And also we get into uh, the Goldberg match from Saudi Arabia coming up. Finally, the guy that never broke kayfabe is breaking kayfabe. It's um, a little bit of a shock to see, not going to lie. But at the same time, it, it <laughs> for us hardcore fans like this, it's uh, it's it's a great watch. It gets you uh, more wrapped with the character. The Undertaker was a guy that got me into pro wrestling a whopping 20-plus years ago. So to see, like, see the lighter side of him, how he jokes around with his wife and how he legitimately critiques himself almost as bad as we critique him, it's it's great. And then I'm I'm just as excited for the Goldberg story because it's like, you wanted this, he wanted this, and then it's like, if you crapped all over yourself with how bad you were with um, fucking what's his name, you know, with Lesnar. Yep. What are you going to how are you going to feel against this one? Like you legit like he kept saying, like one of the promo things is like, I almost made my wife a widow. And it's so telling just the amount of time and effort that he puts into the character and the way and the stuff he puts when he wrestles. It's one of those things where, like, I've been enjoying the last three. And for me. Uh, obviously they can admit that the match that they had, whether it was DX against the Brothers of Destruction, sucked. And also I got, we got three words for you. Go fuck yourself. Crotch chop still gets me every time. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things where I've I've been really enjoying the, okay, because here's the thing. Like I remember in 2001 when they did Undertaker, This Is My Yard. So it was kind of opening up with him because, you know, at the time he was the American badass character. This is all one, guys. So seeing the in-depth about The Undertaker finally, you know, just coming, breaking, you know, kayfabe, going loose, however you wanted to, you know, to shooting, if you will, just giving a life of what is Mark Calloway. I really have been enjoying just the amount of surgeries he's gone through and really just shows, like, just the hard work that he puts in. Now, for me, uh, that match going into that, like, I was like, eh, because I'm like, I don't really want to see Undertaker and Goldberg in 2020. But for me, when you watch... Like, Goldberg gets the concussion. Like, for me, I was one of the guys where I'm like, that match should have just stopped. They should have not continued. Goldberg continued, and then we saw what happened with the jackhammer spot. So, I mean, I'm interested to hear both sides. I'm listening to hear Michelle McCool's side and everybody that saw what happened there. And then we'll get to part five, obviously, after that, which will take us to the AJ Styles Boneyard match. But, Trav, I'll ask you next. What are your thoughts about the uh, Undertaker Last Ride documentary so far? Um, I actually haven't been watching it. Come on, no, listen. My thing is, uh, I've gotten spoiled with binge watching. Um, I don't want to get invested into it and then have to wait two fucking weeks. (laughs) Well, the last episode comes out next week, so yeah, (laughs) well, I know that's why I'm gonna next week when it the last episode comes out, that's when I'm gonna go back and watch all of it. 
All right, fair enough, fair enough. We won't jump down, down his throat too much. Nicola, what do you think about the whole thing that they're doing with the Last Ride documentary? I actually love it because I've always, like, The Undertaker was one of the first wrestlers I saw in WWF, so when I was a like, teenager, and uh, I, well, I fell in love with that character, as you can tell being the character I play now. I'm not as good as him, but I do kind of watch his, what he says and what he does. To try and try and get a gist. So, um, but I love seeing him out of character. So, like you said, messing around with his wife and you know all of that. So, yeah. And as far as him and Goldberg, uh, yeah, I think uh, Goldberg's gonna get buried or something like that. But, but yeah, that's my theory on it. If that made any sense. <laughs> all I'm saying, baby, is that he's an old ass motherfucker and he should retire. That is a chef's appearance on the show. So it's one oh. of the things where. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, like I said I'm looking forward to it and for me I thought he redeemed himself this year and I think you guys can agree like the Undertaker AJ Styles Boneyard match it, it was a story it was a it was a theatrics it was a pageantry and I think he really redeemed himself this year I mean you guys enjoyed the Boneyard match oh yeah hand, mm-hmm. it was great so yep Yes, that is the Undertaker Last Ride documentary but coming. Before we get off the Undertaker thing, I, I posted up a quick little like four minute video mm-hmm. for people that don't know. Undertaker was actually in uh, a Bollywood movie way back in the eighties where he wrestled um Crush. Oh Brian like, Adams. Yeah, Brian Adams for like four minutes. And like they have it's because it's Bollywood, there's all kinds of terrible like sound effects. <laughs> and then at the end he like snaps uh, homeboy's neck and then they just walk away jesus you guys should nice. check it out it's hilarious that's bollywood for you oh, i had yeah. one person like they were like why does this even exist i'm like dude don't ask me ask bollywood hey man please hey. tell me he did some bollywood dancing can you imagine the undertaker doing some bollywood dancing that would be pretty funny channeling his <laughs> sting brothers bali 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 yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, I can't God, even hey. imagine that big dude getting that low. Yeah, uh, low, low. Jeans, <laughs> boots with the fur. Hello, but no, I mean it's one of those things where, like, my earliest memory of Undertaker in a movie is Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. For those that remember that, Christopher Lloyd, the whole yep. nine there. Oh, God. I saw that as well. Bad. Yeah, the voice sounds like this, Ramsey. Yep, it just, uh The Undertaker, early 90s, 91. And that's, isn't that funny, too? And again, to get before we go up The Undertaker, that, how, how how do you like the continuity in that? That movie comes out in 91, Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker, Survivor Series 91, where Undertaker wins his first WWF title. How about that, man? Foreshadowing. There you go. There you go. Now, moving on to the news, guys. Uh, we got to talk about some tweets, brothers and sister and demon. We got to talk about some tweets here. Uh, all right. Jackson Riker, who was Gunner and uh, Impact Wrestling. Now, I get it. He is what he says he is because the two members of the Forgotten Sons, one is a sergeant, one is a corporal, and he has fought with the Iraq War, put out a tweet saying, thankful for the president of the United States, that referring to Mr. Donald Trump, we have, God bless America, built the freedom, forgotten no more. And Kevin Owens writes back, the freedom you speak of entitles you to speak your mind all you want. I'm not here to argue that. I just really need to tell you that I think you're you pushing your shitty wrestling catchphrase as all of this is happening is absolutely fucking pathetic. This is the one we'll start with first, because I'll be honest with you, this irked me, because, again, as an American, as a citizen, as an overall human being, you're allowed to have your, you know, freedom of speech. You're allowed to have your opinion. 
But the fact that he added the catchphrase of the Forgotten Sons at the end of that with what's going on, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get he fought for our country, but the Forgotten No More did not need to be there because it's not a wrestling storyline. It's not a wrestling angle. It's not the time to push, like Kevin Owens so beautifully said. To push the cat for catchphrase. And Travis, I know you want to comment, then I'll get to you, Moses and Nikola. Travis, your thoughts on Jackson Riker's tweet and Kevin Owens' response. Go. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Fucking hell. There's so much shit in the world going on in the world, whether it's, you know, political or fucking COVID or <laughs> the riots or whatever or may have you, but there's always going to be those people that are famous or well-known or that have a large following that if they have a catchphrase, they're going to capitalize any chance they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know he's not the only one to use his catchphrase to speak on his views or their views. It, it's just, I don't know. I just... I don't know. It, it just there's a lot that goes into it that I don't want to say because it, it's just a fucking mess. All right. I just wish everybody could just learn to get along. Agreed. United, not divided. And we'll probably say that a lot when we get to the other tweets that we have to discuss here. Moses, I'll go with you because I know you were very passionate as well as a lot of people. Then we'll go to you, Nicola. Thoughts on Jackson Riker's tweet and then Kevin Owens with the rebuttal. Well, first off, Kevin Owens with, like, the the great rebuttal way yep. to come at him, like, get your views in, that's great, but why in the fuck are you talking your stupid catchphrase? I'm in a thousand percent agreement with that. Thank you for your service. Congratulations. I appreciate you being a machine gunner in the Marines for however many years you did. Yes, you served. Congratulations. Guess what? I got a little brother that served. I got an uncle that served. I've got a, an aunt that served. They've all done their time, and guess what they don't do? They don't go around using stupid goddamn catchphrases in their fucking shit when they're talking about You want to talk about your personal issues? You talk about your fucking personal I don't give a fuck about your goddamn views. Especially, you know, you serve in the military. That's your, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm with Kevin Owens. Why in the fuck are you tying your wrestling into this shit? Like, that's the last thing you should be doing. It's, I mean, and I'm, not, and I'm saying this, and I'm going to get heat for it, it's kind of bad enough that you're going online right now and you're kind of talking about the president that most people don't like right now. Mm-hmm. Like you're already getting some bad heat for that. And then on top of that, you're like, hey, let's throw some fucking kayfabe in there like an asshole. Yeah, that, that was like, dude, you're really not even on TV like that either. <laughs> OK, so I'm like, if you were like a bigger star, I mean, I. I mean, I sure like you're still a dick, but you're you fucking stand there, bro. <laughs> to quote Shaquille O'Neal, borderline, borderline. Hold on there, Moses Marquez. All right, here's what I got to add to that. Yes, because if you for those and I'll because you brought this up and I told you to save it because we don't want to waste content for the show. But goddamn, man, when he was in TNA, when he first came in as a part with Immortal Gunner and Murphy, or some people used to make fun of him, call him Gunner and Muffin. It was one of those things where he was with the Immortal, then he branched off and being managed by Ric Flair, won the TV title. Remember, there was a Garrett Bischoff feud in there. Uh, 
and he was all obviously tag team champion with James Storm, and he fought Magnus for the title. But it's one of those things where, like, throughout his career, Gunner, you nobody went out of the way and said, "Man, I got to check out that Gunner match." Or, man, did you see Jackson Riker when the Forgotten Sons in NXT? I mean, obviously now they're getting a push with their Forgotten No More and every week, and Wesley Blake being the one that I respect what my brothers have done for our country and, you know, possibly setting up the tag title match with the New Day. But, again, not the time to promote the catchphrase, brother, because, yes, I like Moses to reiterate, you served your country. My friggin' uncle was in the Korean War, three Purple Hearts, busted a order, shot nine times, lived to tell the tale. My grandfather was in the Army. I have people that fought for our country. Each and every person on this line has had people fought for, fight for their country. But God damn it, man. Not the fucking time. Nicola McDonald, Demoness, let us know what's your thoughts about the tweet from Jackson Riker, a.k.a. Gunner, and Kevin Owens' rebuttal. Go ahead. I think it's, with the time and with everything that's going on right now, there's a lot of chaos in the world, and it's not me causing it for once. So no one can blame me this time around. <laughs> um, the one but... time I was going to start to blame you, too. Yeah, I know, right? I have been blamed a few times, but I keep pointing out that, you know, I don't have that much control of the world. <laughs> Only all, in the darkness. It's all, it's all your fault, Nico. You're, you're the Snitsky of this show. It's all your fault. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, no, right? Always me. <laughs> but, um, no, I think that I'm with, like, I agree with both what Moses said and what Travis said. This is not the time for people to be coming out with stupid stuff like that. We should all be more coming together, being one, not arguing or separate or splitting being you know it's there's too much shit in the world right now so if anything we should all be uniting as one so i didn't like the tweet and i think he's a i liked him in impact and i actually learned something because i didn't know that that was actually gonna so thanks for teaching me something there mike because i didn't actually know that was gonna ah yeah okay here's the thing about that and yeah once i first saw like him coming in i'm like oh shit they signed gunner and then i saw his name i'm like Jackson Riker. Okay, we're going to call him Jackson Riker. Where are we going to this? And then here's the thing about the Forgotten Sons. Like, they just, he's not a bad wrestler. He's actually a good wrestler. But they just have him as, like, the heavy manager at times. And I'm like, they hardly ever use him, let him wrestle. They let Wesley Blake, who obviously is a former tag team champion and tag partner Buddy Murphy. And he got Steve Cutler, who was doing dick on NXT. So you put Steve Cutler in the mix there. So, yeah, that was my thing. And I think you've mentioned that a couple times, Moses. is like you got this big dude, and you hardly have him wrestle any matches, right? He's a fucking statue, man. He stands yeah. there. Just stands there. Nothing. Just looking mean. You know what I'm saying? Mean machine. Mean machine. Ugh. Anyway, the, the tweet also that followed that, and here's what really pissed me off because of what this man has done. Mustafa Ali writes back to what KO had to say. I'm thankful you posted this because I'm not aware of what you stand for. When black brothers and sisters are crying, you praise someone that refuses to acknowledge their hurt. Now, people, for those that were going after Mustafa Ali, number one, fuck you. And number two, it's one of those things where what pisses me off is the man's a Muslim. He's gone through a lot in his life. But also, let's not forget that, oh, I don't know, Mustafa Ali was a respected <clears throat> police officer in uh, Chicago for many, many years. So it's not like this man wasn't a police officer. For many years before he came into the WWE. So now I move on to you, Moses Marquez. Mustafa Ali, who was a police officer for many years. What are your thoughts about his rebuttal to the Jackson Riker tweet? Go ahead. Again, another another instance where this guy handled it perfectly. I you you bring it up so so perfectly. Yes, he was a cop. He dealt with a lot of crap, especially in Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
hello, let's be honest here. We, if you live in America, you know exactly. Hell, fucking Demon S doesn't live in America. She knows how bad Chicago is. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, I'm not saying it as a negative thing. It just, it has, it has its aura. It has its history. So yeah, he had a tough beat, if you will. And on top of that, yeah, the dude's Muslim. Guess who a lot of people were like angry at for the last 20 years? Muslim mm-hmm. people. Because guess what? Everybody, and this is the unfortunate truth that is Americans, people get stereotypical. And they're just like, oh, well, you're, you look like them, so you are them. And it's like, no, that's far from the case. Yeah, we see a lot of that, unfortunately, in America. And I can speak as three Americans on the call, along with the demoness from the UK here. We are very ignorant, and we have that mindset of uh, you know judging people and stereotyping people. And I, this is not a dig, but I talked about this when you go back and listen to the In the Hot Seat with Brittany Savage, like Newark, New Jersey. And I'll be honest with you, I've been to Newark. I don't want to be in Newark alone. I've been on those trains coming to shows, going to the Prudential Center and back to New York. Like, it's certain areas that, you know, that are out there. And also, I mean, Brittany Savage is from the mean streets in Wisconsin, so she knows. So anyway, I digress. <laughs> going on to Miss Nicola McDonald here. Nicola, and then I'll, I'll pass it over to you, Trev. What are your thoughts about Mustafa Ali's tweet? The man is a police officer. People going at him because, oh, you know, you work for Vince McMahon, who, you know, the Donald Trump, you know, Linda McMahon's on the cabinet. Derp, 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 But it's one of those things where a man is a respected police officer. He's seen some shit go down. And like Moses perfectly said, Chi-Town, you know, Chicago. Chicago being one of those cities. I rep my city. I don't rep Chicago. Love you, chef. I digress. Going back to Nikola here. <laughs> Mustafa Ali. Thoughts on the tweet? Thoughts on the rebuttal to KO's tweet? Go ahead. I didn't actually see it, so I haven't really got much comment on it. I missed that one. All right. Um, I've been on and off for Twitter uh, the past couple of weeks. I haven't been on there fully like normal, so... That is actually my bad, so sorry, I didn't. I don't have an answer for that one. I will reread it just for the Nikola because I wanted this to be important because of what's going on in the world and people can realize as we're doing this show. I know we don't really discuss politics a lot because this is a wrestling podcast, but this is, this, this is what's going on with today's world, and this actually applies because a lot of wrestlers roasted the shit out of Jackson Riker, rightfully so. Bull James was one of them. AJ Kirsch was one of them. So going back to the tweet, it read like this, Nikola. I'm thankful you posted this because I'm not aware of what you stand for. When black brothers and sisters are crying you praise someone that refuses to acknowledge their hurt go wow that's a very strong statement very strong statement um damn too much negativity in the world all right too much negativity all right Trav, i'll let you speak on this one man speak on it man Love your friends, love your family, love your neighbors, be kind to one another, and we're going to get through fucking the shit show that is 2020 together. Simple as that. I'll, if you have a platform and you feel strong about something, then say what you got to say, but just remember, just be kind to one another. Simple as that. I don't care who the fuck you are, what color you are. Or what you believe, you're still a fucking person, and just be kind to one another. I second that. I third that, and Moses, I know you fourth that. Oh yeah. All right, last one because Moses Marquez, you went dare I say buck buck buck, buck wild. Buck wild. <laughs> and people are going at Tony Khan for this, and like really, really pissed at Tony what? Khan. You haven't said, okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you're, you're telling me that this fucking <laughs> stupid 
stupid person. I could say so much worse. I, I got, hold on, bro. Hold on. I got to read the tweet. So what, what we're talking about is Linda Hogan, the ex-wife of Hulk Hogan, tweeted the following. Watching the looting, it's also Afro-Americans not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be her, they need to be civilized. And Tony Khan wrote, you've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. Go ahead, Moses Marquez, because I know you want to go buck wild. Anybody that gives Tony Khan shit for this, you're fucking banned too. I don't give a shit if you don't even fucking watch the show from the goddamn comfort of your own fucking home. She said something fucking beyond stupid. Beyond stupid. And guess what? Tony Khan's not playing that shit. Plain and simple. And he should not have to. Because the fact of the matter is, is your husband, your ex-husband, your whatever the fuck you want to call him, decided to dig himself a lovely fucking hole about seven years ago with yep. his dumbass comments. And guess what? It's going to follow him for the rest of his fucking career, no matter what, because we all know that's how he really fucking feels. And that's fine, because I don't give a shit. He's not in the spotlight anymore, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason why the only time this fucking stupid idiot had any spotlight was when she decided to date, what was it again, a 19, 18-year-old oh, right. carbon so, copy of fucking Hulk Hogan from his teenage years. Oh, God, Charlie. Your boyfriend's <laughs> name was Charlie, and for those that don't, that don't remember, uh, Linda Hogan dated that dude. He was close to Nick and, Bro and Brooke's age, but yeah, he looked like Hulk Hogan when he was a teenager, for those that remember Hulk Hogan when he was in the band, and he had the like short blonde hair before you know he became Hulk Hogan. He was in a band, and he looked like Hulk Hogan back in like the 70s. So, yes, you're correct. Hey. The only way she got relevant was because of that. Even after the, their uh, stupid fucking uh, reality show Hogan failed. Because, uh, oh, Nick, I just want to be a wrestler. Dude took a couple bumps. I don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah no and, shit, dumbass. Also, well, also the fact that he, you know, th that what they did with the, with the kid incident where he got, you know, paralyzed and pretty much is a vegetable for the rest of his life. That didn't fucking help. Yeah, that didn't, but. Yeah, fucking assholes. Dare, dare I say cockwombles is what they are. There Cock you go. <laughs> so, Nikola, I will ask you, and now Linda Hogan, I'm going to say this right now. Her, Tammy Sitch is another one that's just been going buck, buck, buck wild about this whole thing. Tammy Sitch is another one. Now, I know you've seen Tammy Sitch's tweets, the former Sonny. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I was not a fan of what she said. And first of all, Afro-Americans, come on now. And Linda Hogan just, again... You, you have that stigma around you with what Hulk Hogan said. I mean, for God's sake, man. He was in a lawsuit with Bubba the Love Sponge because Bubba the Love Sponge filmed him. Okay, here's, a, here's the ultimate mark right here for you people, and I'm going to go this route. Yes, I am. Bubba the Love Sponge, when you have a friend of yours at the time named Terry Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, because you're the ultimate fucking mark, have sex with your wife and film it. What what the hell does that tell you? So I digress. Because I'm not going to go there. I feel like a big brother. But I digress once more. Uh, Nicola McDonald, your thoughts on Tony Khan, the Linda Hogan tweet, and the fact that he banned her and the husband from being banned from all AEW shows, the whole nine. Linda Hogan, rip her apart. Let them know. You know what gets me about her? I've never been a Hogan fan, ever. Huh. Even when I first saw him appear in films, I refused to watch the films because I always thought that he was just a dickhead, best way to put it. But then what she wrote, jeez, she's dumb as shit. Not even I'm that stupid. And I'm, you know, dopey as hell. We all know that, but that's me. But I would not do that. That 
Do you know what? I'd bar her from every company, not just AEW. I'd bar her from everywhere. Just to prove a point, because I hate her husband and I hate her too. But she's a dickhead. That's the best way to put it for me, really. So Nicola McDonald just challenged her M&M, the real Slim Shady. Will Smith don't have to cuss in his raps to sell records, So, I, but I do, so fuck him and fuck you too, that ghost of the Hogans. Anyway, I digress. Back to Travis the Walk. Back to Travis the <laughs> Well, that's what? a nice way to put it, I guess. Yeah. Now, Travis the Walker Anderson, Linda Hogan's tweet, Tony Khan banning her. Go ahead, let him know. There's a special kind of hell for fucking ignorant ass motherfuckers like that bitch. A new trial is going to come with something like this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not taking her, Travis. She can stay where she is. She's not coming to my R realm. No way. (laughs) (laughs) So the guys, those are those are the tweets, and that was the news for that whole bullshittery. We're gonna get into some more bullshittery now, guys, because we're gonna dive into Monday Night Raw. Oh my God! God. Well, well, before we get into that, before we get into Raw, we gotta go backtrack to fucking SmackDown. Oh, fucking. This damn bullshit with Jeff Hardy. Uh, I was waiting. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you start first because I know a lot of people were very upset by this angle. So go ahead. There Try- is so much. There is so much damn bullshit going on this world. In this world, hold everybody is going mad over this and that, this and that, and people are going stir crazy with being in quarantine and just in lockdown and stressing about oh, what they're going to do for work when it comes to uh, the lockdown and they're shutting down businesses and with the businesses being locked down, there's they're losing their jobs. There's just so much stuff. Instead of using the platforms that you have to build people up, to give a positive outcome a positive outlook on life you're going to ridicule somebody that battles his fucking demons day after day after day of addiction addiction is a fucking disease and you're going to sit there and make a damn joke out of this man with his his disease of addiction if anything you're going to end up pushing him back it's just ridiculous and completely and utterly disrespectful. And this is why I do not watch fucking WWE. All right. I'll start with my comment on that before I go to you, Moses. Me, I was not a fan of it because I'm like, oh, God, we got to go back to the angle where we got to focus on the fact that Jeff Hardy's been arrested multiple times. Here's the thing. I hated it when late, late 2008 when they did the thing where he got ran off the road and which led to the WrestleMania 25 match with Matt where it was supposed to have been like, oh, he's the one that set the house on fire and he was the one that, you know, with, with Jack and the whole nine to his house, which I hated. I hated that storyline going into it. The match I thought was fine, but I hated the storyline going into it. Also, this man, where we go back to the Victory Road incident, because, again, we play off all that and we focus on that. But then Sheamus also is the one. The, what they added with the whole Sheamus afterwards, where he was calling him a junkie, and Elias gets taken out in the hit and run, and, you know, they planted the beers there. It's one of those things, like, when you had Road Warrior Hawk on the Titan Tron, which was featured a lot in the dark side of the ring with the Road Warriors, ah, 
I, I felt I, I felt some type of way about it. You know, I, I we've seen worse, but I just we have to always go back to you know Jeff Hardy has his demons. We saw the CM Punk angle, Jeff. You know how many times I've been you know suspended zero. And then you also focus when you look back in the realm of TNA back in the day when Rhino had his addiction, the James Storm angle with Rhino. Uh, we've seen CM Punk and Chris Jericho. We've seen instances of it, but it's just like like you what what you said. Well, what's going on with today's climate in today's world? Uh, I just. It was a way to open up SmackDown, but I was just like, oh, God, we're really going back to this again? So, yeah, I was kind of bleh about the whole thing. I was not a fan, but it was what it was. I understood what they were trying to do it. Just because you can understand the way that they're trying to tell the story doesn't mean you have to like it. And I was one who did not like it. Now I'll go to you, Moses Marquez. Well, first off, if that's a story that's should that's not a story that should be fucking told. Of course. This is exactly how Travis puts it. The guy is fucking diseased. You, know, yep. you shouldn't be out here making fun of him. If you're willing to pay for the guy's fucking rehab, you, the least you can do to follow up with that is not make fucking fun of him. Well, and I'll add on to what you had to say because I'm here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I remember where he, when he got arrested over here. I'll be honest, he got arrested 10 minutes from where I live at the hotel over there for the intoxication thing, public intoxication or disorderly conduct, what have you. So it's one of those things where he hasn't been arrested. He was not arre- He was arrested not too long ago, so it's like we're still going on with this and we still got to incorporate the fact and Seamus with the junkie comment. I'm just like, all right, I know what you're doing. And it's just why every time we got to go back to the fact that he's had a rest, we got to go back to the fact that he has an addiction. It's just, it's tasteless. Thank you. Daniel Crimmins also said that best because he thought it was tasteless. And Teddy P. De Niro also hated it. So I'm shouting out those two, my boys, uh, Nicola McDonald, uh, your thoughts on the Jeff Hardy angle. I thought it was sick. I thought it was disrespectful, same as what Travis said. I think that you should be... Look, at the end of the day, we all have demons. We all fuck up. No one's perfect. That's the way it is. But the fact that they took a dig at it when they... Like, you know, he's come back to the ring. He wants to be in the ring. And then they're having digs, but it's in every promotion, like you just said. In Impact, they had a dig at him. But then again, I suppose... And then he came back. Then yeah. they did it again somewhere else. It it was wrong, it was nasty, and obviously, you know, I'm going to back him up because I'm a Jeff Hardy fan, and I've never said I'm not, but I thought it was very <clears throat> nasty, disrespectful, and there was no need for it. Not in the slightest, at all. Beautifully said on all fronts, and it's one of those things where that kind of took my attention a little bit away from SmackDown. Now, we do get to see AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in the finals for the Intercontinental title. That's a plus. Uh, we got the New Day, and uh on the moment of bliss with Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, we're building to the Bailey Sasha Banks match. We're going to see more of the iconics when we get into what we're talking about here with Raw. But man, that was the big thing that came out of SmackDown. And I know you guys don't. And when when this show airs, obviously SmackDown will, will be airing on Friday. But it's one of those things where it's hard to watch SmackDown for me just because I'm kind of like, eh. Like really, the only thing that piques my interest is because I like watching Nikki Cross go nuts on commentary, like Oscar does on commentary on Raw. Yes. And I and I enjoy mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt and uh, Braun Strowman. Which, ah, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna touch upon this. So obviously Bray Wyatt and JoJo had their kid, which congratulations. But I can oh. see, yes, I can see a situation where. Obviously, I I don't believe Miz and Morrison, and I doubt that they're going to win the title. But I think it's going to be a situation where Braun wins. And obviously, we're not to that show yet, but it's going to be Braun and the Fiend coming up. But I got to ask you guys, Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, handicap match against Braun. What do you think about them going for the title? Pass. Pass. Moses? Pass. Pass. Nikola? 
Pulse. <laughs> there you go. All right, we rule that out. All right, now we'll get into some Monday Night Raw. Oh, the shit never uh, ends. Nia Jackson, Kyrie saying the gash on her head from going into the steel steps. My fucking god! Is this I'll, the third time she's hurt her? Like the no, the second time, man. The the buckle bomb spot. Now this is Are the you sure. I could have sworn there was a third. Was there? A th- I, I can't remember, to be honest. I remember the buckle bomb spot. I remember this now. I think this is the second time. Well, here's the thing. I've seen her wrestle Charlotte and watch Charlotte take a bad bump. I, and it, the problem is, it's like when Ahmed Johnson would hurt everybody. Nia Jax. Yes, I mentioned Ahmed Johnson on this show. Uh, Nia Jax is one of these people, like, again, beautiful, you know, be- the beauty, strength, the dominance mindset. Beautiful girl. Curvy girl. Good, gracious, ass, bodacious, vivacious. It's getting hot in her. It's one of those things where we look at the beauty standpoint, we, you know, get rid of that for a second. Look at her as a talent. God damn, man. Like, I'm sick and tired of watching people get hurt because of this girl because she can't take care of them. It's one of those things. And people could say, oh, you know, it wasn't her fault. But I'm like, you know, her. Go ahead. Wait, sorry. Somebody said it's not her fault. There's a couple people on Twitter that are arguing the fact is what I'm saying because I was doing some research before we got into the show. There's some people that are blaming that are blaming Kyrie wasn't set right. I'm like, she just threw this girl head first, right? Okay, first place. off, uh, let me let me put it to you. I've I've said this a couple times, and you know what? By the way, you agreed with me because last week I'm more than sure I called her Ahmed the, the Ahmed Johnson of her era. I think you did, yes, because she's. She thinks she's the hero. Is the, here's the big difference between Ahmed and Naya. Yes. Ahmed knew he was big and strong, and that's what he liked to show off. So when he hurt you, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just too big and strong. And he was oh, an God. asshole about it. Yeah. But at the same time, you turn around and you had um, Naya. She thinks she's big and strong, and it's the complete opposite. So uh, let me very quickly put you put in some context. OK, I've I've taken my fair share of, of actual bumps. I've gone to professional wrestling school. I haven't gone as far as like having an actual match, mainly because like this training is no joke. OK, it's repetition after repetition after repetition. Let me tell you a secret. Let me get pull the curtain if I will. Do you know how they do how they execute an Irish whip? Yeah. So what it is, is. I will lean you against the ropes, right? And then I'm going to take your wrist and I'm going to guide you as if it looks like I throw you, but the reality is you're running. Mm -hmm. So in this instance, if you pay attention, yeah, Kyrie isn't set. And does that make things worse? Absolutely. You want to know why? Because Nia pulls the old odd man, check this out, and just fucking heaves this poor girl. And yeah, my feet aren't under me, and then you're going to heave me when you should legit just be leading me. And then worst case scenario, I took a bad bump because my own set, my own, then that's my fault. You know, that's my fault. I took a bad bump. My feet weren't set. But the fact is, is if I wouldn't have got fucking heaved like a goddamn sack of potatoes, I probably could have controlled myself enough to take a safe bump. But no, just like when you threw me, just like when you threw me, I'm strong enough. No, you're not. Oh, I'm going to heave the shit out of you this time. It's like to make up the difference. And the thing that kills me, and I've gotten, um, so I don't have like a personal WWE insider, but my insider got word from their guy. And this is a former WWE talent. His exact words were, she needs to be fucking fired 
before she hurts or kills somebody. Now, it's one of those things, like you were talking about wrestling school, like living on Long Island, New York, like the Deer Park Community Center, NYWC Sportatorium, that's 10, 15 minutes from my house. A lot of great towns came from there, like your Bull Jameses, your Hawkins and Riders, your Mike Mondos, the whole nine will be here all day. But it's one of those things where it's no joke, and Travis, you could tell because we're all in hotbeds here. You're California, you're in the UK, you're in the Carolinas, I'm you know, New York, hotbeds for professional wrestling and independent wrestling. It's one of those things where, like, I watch this and I'm just like, like you said, I don't know why she's not fired. I don't know why we have to keep pushing her. Now, and that- that's I don't want, want to cut you off, but that's yeah. I don't want to I don't want to fire somebody in the middle of a pandemic. I don't want to take their livelihood oh, away. But she should absolutely, undoubtedly, be sent back down to NXT. And mm-hmm. if she did no screen time, it's for her own good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember when she debuted on NXT, and actually she beat Bailey. And it's one of those things where, you know, she's, you know, all smiles, but then she, it, w- it was a quick match. It, you know what it is, too? They had her right as just a monster where she would just come out and just destroy her, then leg drop. Mind, mind you, we're seeing a lot of that here, but watching her old stuff, and I'm like, it's not as bad as, I don't know what happened, but once she got to the main roster, just, she's sloppy. And I know a lot of people compare Nyla Rose as also being very sloppy in AEW, but I'm like, at least Nyla, like, tries to, <laughs> you know, not kill him like fucking. Yeah, that that incident where she landed on Britt's knee, she got thrown. Yes, exactly. I can't exactly control where the hell my back's gonna flop. It, you know, it's that's one of the unfortunate realities of professional wrestling. It's not ballet. I know that's like a fucking super overplayed term. <laughs> it's the cliche, it's, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's the cliche. It's not ballet, but no, like in an instance like that, like I said, that was an, you couldn't control yourself. You controlled the entire thing in the other situation. All right, Trav, would you like to comment on the situation? I think he's on bathroom break. Okay. Yes. Nicola, Nicola, would you like to <laughs> the conversation? Um, what? Say it all again. Say it again, Mike. What, what's the question? Sorry, it's because... Talking uh, about Nia, Kilo, or, uh, Nia killing people. Nia Jax killing Kyrie Sane in the what? gas. She had on her head again. I apologize for that. Why I'm doing this right now, I'm actually making Rafe food in the background. So if you can hear noise, I apologize severely because he was very hungry. And obviously I'm mum, so I have to make food. But um, yeah, no, I dislike. I, uh, she's vicious. And I saw that cut. And that is disgusting. Is this happening a lot? Because I've, I've obviously I watched this week, so I know, or last week, or this week, I've been watching a lot of wrestling this week. So, uh, but I don't like the cut. I saw the uh, pictures of it everywhere, and that's nasty. People have got to learn to work properly together and do what they're supposed to do, not physically get too violent, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, yeah that's my thoughts on that, and apologies for my son in the background. You know how much he loves saying hello to you, Mike, and Moses, you're new, so you might get a hello from him, just saying. Oh, he did. Hello. What's up, (laughs) little dude? Hello. (laughs) Travis, thoughts on Kyrie saying Nia Jax? He's still gone. Just move on. Just move on. (laughs) Just to make it, like, perfectly clear, you need to understand the basic concept of what professional wrestling is before you can call yourself a worker. And that basic principle of professional wrestling is you need to give the appeal that you are out there doing damage to one another, but the fact of the matter is is you are being beyond safe. Okay, moving on from that, 
hopefully we'll get Travis back on with us in a second. You know what? I will say this real quick. I'd rather have a thousand matches with Dana Brooke that would be terrible than one with Nia Jax. Whoa, hold on. All right, hold on. Don't don't hate on Dana Brooke. Only reason why I'm saying that is, bro, like she you can tell, like she's she wouldn't hurt me. I know, and I love Dana Brooke. I love her to death, but god dang, man, she would not. I'd rather have a fucking 60-man Iron Man match with Dana Brooke. I'd rather wrestle... Okay, here's the thing. I'd rather watch the goddamn Outbreak mon- Monkey than watch Nia Jax. I can't, you know. There you go. Uh, see, now you're getting me worked up. Once you said Dana Brooke there, I'm like, all right. Anyway, moving on. Bowling. Uh, the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders and bowling. It's tied at two to two. They had some cute moments. Kind of reminded me when they're playing like Uncle Buck when you know he's with. I the- don't know why it's starting to. This thing is starting to get better for me, but the the bowling thing got me. Like oh. it, the mini golf kind of was like because they were doing Caddyshack, and I'm a huge Caddyshack fan. Yep. But mm-hmm. like I don't know, the bowling thing got me too. I was kind of into it. Dude, I loved it. Here's the thing. Like, I was a fan because he was injured at the time. When Matt Hardy and MVP were doing their contest, basketball, pizza eating contest, beer drinking, I, and chess, and I thought it was a great thing of anything you could do, I can do better, and I love that. Like, when they started with the basketball stuff and miniature golf, I was like, oh, God, okay. But, you know, it's picked up, and obviously they're going to hit on, you know, Ibar there because Ray Monroe is married to the lovely Sarah Logan, so you can't hit on a married man, which I think is kind of funny, the little wink-wink nudge-nudge that they're doing with everybody saying he's cute. And obviously the axe throwing meh. But, dude, I love this. Like, I was entertained, and personally, it also ties into the storytelling because the Street Profits have never beaten Viking Raiders, and I think it's going to lead to where they finally retain the tag titles and get the decisive victor over the Viking Raiders, and we're going to see some mutual respect there. What do you think, Moses? I think so too. Um, they got what are the a, a triathlon or something coming on or decathlon or the duathlon, man. Whatever the fuck. But... <laughs> what you taking it back to school, man? The decathlon, the duathlon. When they said this, I immediately thought of Billy Madison. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> now I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that moment too. I'm waiting for like Montez Ford to have like this ultimate speech, and then just let me to be like, you are awarded no points. And they got God it. So, exactly. I'm just waiting for. Did you guys see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true you once sat on a man's face until he couldn't breathe? You were supposed to pitch my leg to let me know you couldn't breathe. <laughs> oh, God. The revolting blob. The revolting blob. That oh. was cool, though. That was just a stunt. What <laughs> 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 By the way, Mike, I am a sucker for Adam Sandler movies. Oh, Someone. I love me so How that. can you know? Yes. There he is. Oh, there he is. He's back, man. Where the fuck were you? Hey, Travis. Oh, uh, uh my wife, her, she's got to go to work. And her grandma. Her alarm's going off like crazy. And if it doesn't get shut off, my daughter's going to. Wake up early, and it's just going to be a bad day. <laughs> well, dip, well, Diphthong, what was your thoughts on the Nia Jackson Kyrie Sane situation? Man, I was hoping not to speak on that. <laughs> I told you. That's why you went <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, Kyrie Sane, you know, she should have had her hands up. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I feel like I saw something about how, you know, um, 
it was like Kari, like either like it happened real quick and they were too close and Naya literally threw her too hard. Thank you. And uh, so it was supposed to happen, but she just didn't have the time to get her hands up. And it was like, it, 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 they were just too close and it was just completely botched on a hill. Okay. Now we were you just talking. You need to, and, you need and to how listen dare... to this whole thing. And you listen to my goddamn explanation. Cause you're talking <laughs> out of your ass. You jackass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we were up to the bowling of the street profits and the Viking Raiders. Travis go. Spelling B next. Spelling B. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. This is the other reason why I can't watch fucking WWE. Oh, this is good. Uh, it was not as bad as the axe throwing and all the stuff. This was actually kind it's, of funny. Yeah, it got better. It got better. Try. I watched Draw. I watched Draw this week, but I completely skipped that. Uh, I had no desire to watch it. It's fucking stupid. It's tag team wrestling. They changed the channel, bud. Yeah. They changed the channel, bud. Nice. Watch some AEW on some real tag team wrestling. That's what I fucking do. That's exactly what I fucking do. All right. (laughs) Calm down. Turn the boat up level down a couple notches. Hold on a second. We'll get to AEW. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to mention that I laughed at, R-Truth now is the new uh, 24-7 champion. Now, let's start with the king of TikTok, that is Travis the Walker Anderson. Now, sir, I got to ask you, because, man, Rob Gronkowski about to do his little TikTok to the heart TikTok. You don't stop. I want to sex you up. New Jack City up in this bitch. So I got to ask you, what were your thoughts about R-Truth pinning Rob Gronkowski, new 24-7, 7-11, champ? Why? What? What's the purpose in this title anymore? What's the purpose in bringing in? Look cool. Yes. What's the point in fucking Gronk making such a big deal about him signing if he's just gonna fucking leave and do absolutely fucking nothing with him? What's the point in it? He didn't think he was gonna leave. Well, because it's 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 TikTok and you like TikTok. (laughs) Flip (laughs) flame. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay, I get it now. Because he was doing a TikTok video. Yeah, okay, yeah, I forgot about that part. God. <laughs> I was like, what does this, what does this have to do with TikTok? <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I remember Trump, Travis, by the way, sending me Baby Shark as a TikTok. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anything Baby Shark, I'm going to send your ass. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter if it's a YouTube video or a song, oh. a picture, or a TikTok. If it's got Baby Shark on it, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm going to send you You're the right. Dennis Dennis soul mute, Soulful remix of that, too, man. The Baby Shark. Where's my daddy at, for those that recall that one? You uh, know what? I had that song all day, one day, all freaking day. My kids were playing it. And in the end, I got to the point where I was like, I can't listen to this no more. And I wrote on Facebook, and ever since that day, Travis has made a point <laughs> of sending them. Oh, not, but he's not the only one that everyone is doing it. So I'm getting messages saying, Hey, Demon S, do you want to listen to the baby shark? And I'm like, Mrr. So, yeah, okay. sorry. Off topic. <laughs> there's, 
there's other worse songs out there. And I mean, the captain here was talking about Blueberry Fago on TikTok, one of the most popular ones, a little mostly, you know what I'm saying, on the track, talking about that Blueberry Fago that everybody likes to dance to now on TikTok. So yeah, man. And this motherfucker over here wants to make a TikTok with all our promos. What the hell's wrong with you? We had Vine a few years ago. Now now you want to do on TikTok. What's up? Vine was cool. It was. What are you talking about? I want to do promos on TikTok. I don't know. You want to do something with TikTok. I don't know. You keep talking about TikTok. All I keep Good hearing from is TikTok. TikTok 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Put it on a t-shirt. You're bowed up 24-7. Now it's TikTok 24-7. What the fuck, it, man? It, 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 it's just fun. It, it's fun. It passes the time when I got downtime. It's if you, if you start dancing on TikTok, uh, I'm done. Do what? If you start dancing on TikTok, I'm done. Oh no! Uh-huh. no. Yeah, I've already told. Like, uh, I think Robert Davis is about to uh, find like a TikTok, a TikTok rehab for me, hey, because yeah. I, I've got an addiction and starting to get pretty bad. Calm the hell uh, down, that TikTok man. TikTok fever. I, I've been out of work for like almost. Yeah, it's been two weeks today. I've been out of work, so I, I, I'm not used to all this downtime. Hey man, friggin' Ted Nugent had cat scratch fever. Now you got TikTok fever. So I mean, it, it's fun. Like I mean, it, it's just you know, I get to see more of like, like some of the celebrities. Like there's some wrestlers that have a TikTok, like Mandy Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, uh, did you even our truth? Before, before, you know, I don't mean to cut you off. Did you guys see Mandy Rose and Otis in the pool in the little montage that they did on SmackDown? That was awesome. Ah, uh, see, how can you not root for Otis after that, man? Man, the lovable loser gets the girl, and now they're kissing and making out. Like, oh, God. Moses, you know what's up. Oh, dude, I'm loving this whole thing. I think it's great. I love the cannonball spot. That was my favorite. Oh, my goodness. It's like hey, Shallow Hell wants to get There you go. Has he cashed in the money in the bank or anything or Not done yet. anything with it yet? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, last I heard, they're talking about um, like him cashing it in for tag team. Well, you also got to look at back in the day when Caval, low-key in his little voice, when Caval was in the WWE and he won NXT Season 2 and because he's so goddamn short, you know, we got to see him challenge Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship. So, you know. I mean, we've seen instances where we've seen instead of because normally when Wade Barrett, Bad News Barrett, won in the first season of NXT, he went right after Randy. I got some bad news. I got so, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yes, thank you, Moses. So it's one of those things where it's not out of the normality that you know we see him go for another title. Him and Tucky, 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 Tucky. Tucky, yes, thanks and Wade's baby. Exactly. So anyway, man. Back to Raw. Seth, Rey Mysterio, Dominic. Damn you, Seth Rollins. Damn you. Mm, fuck you, Seth Rollins. I knew Sorry. Dominic was going to be event. It was coming eventually, but. Well, I mean, we've seen him go out in Lucha Underground helping Ray, and I mean, we've seen some interactions there at Pentagon. There's a lot of great stuff that we've seen Dominic get involved in. And yes, he is a wrestler, so I got to ask you, does that bear the question that an eye for an eye, Dominic's going to try to avenge his father, and we're going to get Seth Rollins and Dominic? I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I, I don't want to go as far as saying Seth is going to be the safe guy to work with, if you know what I mean. But if they take away the buckle bomb, I don't, I don't see what the kid can get hurt with doing. Uh, do something basic. I mean, he did go to Lance Storm's finishing school. 
So That's if there's anybody I, I would trust more than I don't know if there's anybody I would trust <laughs> more than like Lance Storm. Oh, if I could be serious, man, and how can you not trust Lance Storm with his school? Like Lance Storm, Thrill Seekers, Chris Jericho, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, baby. So he's one of the guys to go to Lance Storm's school there in Canada. But oh, well, I mean Chelsea Green's straight trained there, a lot of them. By the way, one other thing. I know I'm getting sidetracked here and we're shooting the breeze here, but man, when we were talking about Robert Stone, who is now fired, and the whole thing with Ali and Santana Garrett, I gotta say this. When it reminds me of the shoes with no socks, it reminds me of Don Johnson at Miami Vice. Yes. No socks. <laughs> Don Johnson, Miami Vice, yes. Friggin' over yeah, the Storm Wrestling Academy, but god dang, man. When when I hear you guys talk about Robert Stone, I'm like Again, I'm on my break here, and I'm listening to Max Wrestling, but god dang, man, when you're talking about, oh, I don't know where it is, that's a mic question. Yeah, man, it's very common with the nostalgia of the 80s and 90s. I can't describe what the fuck he's actually wearing, but when I see shoes with no socks, I'm going Don Johnson. Don, 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 Don Johnson. There's some guy in coach who thinks he's Don Johnson, said I'm grade A top choice meat. Oh my God! The mile high club, uh, mile high club, mile high club guys. What? Say that five times fast. No way. Wedding singer. God damn it. Anyway, moving on with Monday Night Raw. Uh, Drew McIntyre MVP. Lana Bobby Lashley. Oh man, Drew McIntyre MVP. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm tired of seeing Drew McIntyre fight MVP. What are you guys thoughts about where we're going with Drew and Lashley? Moses, I'll start with you. They need to just get it over with. I'm so done with this whole thing. And did I see this fucking dude pull a bronze showman trying to push a car over? Yes. Well, he uh, pushed the tire over. He pushed the tire over. Oh, oh fuck ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could have sworn I seen this dude, like, trying to push a car over. I'm like, don't, no. No, okay. if you do it too, I don't give a shit. Hold on. All right. So for me, I like the storytelling behind the Bobby Lashley hasn't had a world title match since in 13 years, which is true because the last time we saw Bobby in a one-on-one match for the world title was him and John Cena from the Great American Bash 2007. And then he was a part of that championship scramble match at Night of Champions. And then bye-bye Lashley, him and Crystal left. Ain't no lie. Bye-bye-bye. I digress. So we go into this thing with Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Man, I got to say this. I kind of, I'm like you, Moses, I want to see it getting over with just because I want to see somebody else go there. And you get Lana involved, and I can't take Lana screaming and annoys the living piss out of me. So it's, and of course it's supposed to, but it's just yeah, like. Go back to Instagram. Go, go back to Instagram, yes. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't, like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously we've seen also a lot of stuff with Seth Rollins. We've seen Apollo Crews and Kevin Owens and Angel Garza and Andrade, which I'm going to say this right now. What do you think about that feud with Owens and Angel Garza? Now it looks like we're going to get another rematch with Apollo and Andrade. What do you think about that, Mr. Moses Marquez? That could be something good. Kevin Owens seems to work really well with Lucha guys, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, this could be something really good. Well, I got to say, there's some positives to Raw. Like I said, it's really hard to talk about Raw and stuff because it's just like, again, three hours of well, okay, and I'm going to say this. I like the NXT thing. I think three, it's three, three hours of bullshit is what it is. I was about to say the same thing as you. I, I don't normally watch Raw, but I watched it, and wow, yeah. 
Okay. That's what it's, we're going to say on that one. No, it's very <laughs> draining, and I'm going to say this right it's yeah. very draining. I like the fact that you have people like Jessamyn Duke and people that are in the crowd, and, and Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro doing things. It's lively. I get it. Obviously, AEW's been doing this, I don't know, for months. But it's one of the things where, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But three hours of Raw, it's hard. Like I said, we discussed the positives. We discussed some of the negatives. But, yeah, it's really hard to go through the whole entire show. But speaking of a great show, and we're about to get to uh, Impact and AEW in a second here. But, dude... Travis the Walker Anderson, Matt Riddle's going to SmackDown. Bro, you should be happy. No. No? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I am, honestly. To be completely, to be 110% honest with you, I am happy. Why? Because you don't got to see him on NXT anymore? Yeah. Because I don't watch SmackDown. Dude, watch the, that's, okay, first and foremost, we didn't comment on this, but last week, him and Timothy Thatcher were Kurt Angle as the ref. That was some fucking wrestling right there. That was MMA. That was hold for hold. That was some good shit. That was some I good did, shit. Listen, mm-hmm. I do not deny his talent. He's yeah. got a great talent, mm-hmm. but I still fucking hate him. What do you hey, got against stoners, bro? Watch Fest Times. I got nothing against stoners. I married one. Mm, Put on some. I'm after telling that. you, bro. See, Trab knows. Yeah. I mean, not Trab. Mike knows. Mike knows. Mike gets it. First Go of all. The stoner, That's you're nice. talking to the straight edge guy here, Mr. Cheech and Chong over here, so I understand what you're doing here. No, but I mean, you immediately brought up the Fast Times, you know. Bro, gimmick. I've seen Fast Times at Ridgemont. It's one of the greatest movies. Jennifer Jason Lee, hello. By the pool? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Love the pool scene. Fuck yeah. 80s. Travis, get on that shit. No comment. Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Have you not seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Nicola? No, I have. I just meant... You know, it might sound a bit weird if I go, yeah, she's proper hot, and I wouldn't mind going near her. But all right, okay, we'll go with that. Hey, if you got a woman crush Wednesday, it's okay, man. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Oh, I have woman crushes. Don't you worry about that. Okay. You got five? <laughs> Throw some Ds on that bitch. You know, we drop bows on them. All right, now we get, <laughs> we're getting <laughs> Now we're going to get to Impact because I tried to talk about Raw and it's draining the living piss out of me. So let's talk about Impact. Nicola McDonald, we're going to start with you because I know you were excited. You were thrilled. You are ecstatic. Every complimentary term on God's green earth. Ace Austin is the new number one contender for the Impact World title. Go, Nicola! Why? He's such a fucking idiot. I don't like him and everyone knows I don't like him. And what is with right now? Is he wearing a gum shield all the time or is that just really white teeth? What really? is going on with that? No, that? That's like his teeth. And he does have a mouthpiece, though. I noticed that he does have a mouthpiece. But I think it's a mixture of his actual teeth and a mouthpiece. I don't think he's a bad fighter. I've always said that. I think he's a great wrestler. But I just don't like it. his persona. He's just a jackass. Okay. And, rude. And... Rude? Oh, okay. We're going to put the bait <laughs> down. Rude. Him. Okay, first of all, the only reason you like him is from that BCW show where he was, you know, as that character with the cool shit. Or is it just you Watch actually like character? Or is it I, just... I, like, I don't know, man. I can't figure it out. I, I, I've been trying to figure it out, but I just like him. <laughs> I think he's good. Yeah, I, I get a lot of heat because so I hate Matt Riddle. <laughs> it's funny. I get a lot of heat because I I hate Matt Riddle, but I like Ace Austin. <laughs> Something wrong with you, Travis? How can you like one? How can you not like? How can you like Ace Austin? Seriously, He's I don't know. Travis likes well, the I hate mean, like, the things I love. He, he, he's not doing that. Like I fucked your mom, 
gimmick or anything. He's not doing Don't that anymore. On that. And like, I only saw a little bit of that. I didn't get to when I started watching and Impact again, and he wasn't really doing that anymore. He just like kind of phased out of that. Now he's doing like that gambit type thing, and I can dig. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I saw three so... minutes ago. I can't stand him. Thank so, you. <laughs> we have the new well, Trey got taken out. Ace Austin beat Zachary Wentz. Uh, Zachary Wentz also wrestled against um, Falabon TJP. The Rascals are the new number one contenders for the tag titles. Trav, your favorite, Kylie Ray and Susie took on Kiara Hogan and uh, Miss Tasha Steeles, and Kiara Hogan got the win with her bootylicious booty. And um, we also get to see Jordan right. Taya coming up. We also got the fact that Nevaeh, because you don't know her, you son of a bitch, with uh, Jessica Havoc. Nevaeh and Jessica Havoc were Hazard and Havoc and Women of Wrestling, WOW Women of Wrestling. Uh, they fought Fire and Adrenaline, a.k.a. Diamante and Kara Hogan, for the WOW Women's Tag Titles. So love you're going to see a lot of special stuff. Go ahead, Trev. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. I'm happy. Crazy, crazy Steve. Good. Now, what's, what's going on with this... Uh... Video that you sent us the other day for Slam Anniversary. Oh, it's the Future Endeavored video. So it has like Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis in it. I think EC3's in it. There's a lot of former talents there. Obviously, we're gonna get the Drake Maverick in a sec, but god dang, man. It was every it was every former talent that ever signed with WWE. So it was like Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, EC3, Eric Young, everybody. So it's one of the things to look at. And also Crazy Steve, Joseph P. Ryan, you know, I know you, you're the dick guy. And then Jake Chris turns on his brother <laughs> and joins cancel culture. That, that was my favorite part of that. Even though, because I'm, I'm still trying to grasp the fact that Crazy Steve now is funny. Not he's like wearing needles decaying and everything. So it's quite funny. And when he said that, I'm not going to lie, I actually laughed my head off. It was just like, hey, you're the dick guy. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was gone. I was just laughing my head off. But I did like the Jake, the brothers turning on each other. I'm like, what the hell was that about? But all right, whatever. Let them do what they got to do. And we got Elgin, Shamrock, and Callahan. Triple Threat, I think, is coming. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Fuck, okay. fuck Elgin. Oh, okay. Fuck Shamrock. Well, Shamrock also is very. Okay. Moses, Ken Shamrock, really quickly. Love Ken Shamrock. He's the man. Uh, he's too old to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. he's in his mid-50s. And I mean, I'm just like, yeah, with the Ken Shamrock stuff. But yeah, that that happened. But I got to say, overall, not a bad episode of Impact. And then we get to, all right, we'll mention the NXT because the big thing that happened at NXT, besides the fact that Brizango returned, was uh, Drake Maverick. Was that even a big thing? Well, okay. Fandango's been out <laughs> for a while. Saying. And well, it's different because we haven't seen them in a while, and I think they're going to have a good match. Because it here's what it surprised me though, because I was thinking they were going the direction of Oni and Birch, but they went with Prezango, and it shocked me. So hey, I'll be the only one on this one. I thought it was shocking. So shut up, Moses. Okay. Now we get to, now we get to the big one. Drake Maverick has an amazing match with Phantasma, and they resign him. NXT, he's crying. That was a feel good moment, Moses. I know you had a tear in your eye like Ric Flair. The Cedric Alexander moment from four years ago when he went out there and I think he killed it against, I want to say Kushida. Uh, no, 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 not Kushida. Uh, was it Kota Ibushi? Yep. There you go, Kota Ibushi. I knew it was a Japanese guy. Um, and so it was like a similar thing. Now, I, and I love my man, Harold. I'm going to give him some shit about this. He is just furious with the entire thing. Harold Joseph Hunter III. He feels that 
how dare WWE turn around and use this like firing of a bunch of people as a storyline? And I'm like, yeah, but you got to watch the match. Like they had it. He was like, it doesn't matter. They used it as a story. I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway, it was a really good match. I I'm I and for a little bit I kind of felt the same way. Like, dude, they they fired a bunch of people and you get to keep your job as a storyline, or you're gonna get your job back as a storyline or whatever. But I digress. Still, really good match. Shocked as all hell to see that they brought the new guy in just to win the belt. But Hio is the man, and they better stick with my fucking theory of I wanted the Luchadors to attack El Hio. So that way, what it is, is the, the leader of the Luchadors is, in fact, an unmasked heel del Fantasma, but we don't know because he wears a mask. All right, you stick with your theories, dear Jesse Ventura. We'll see how all this plays out. Um, but yeah, that was the big thing out of NXT. And then we get to, excuse me, AEW. Well, July 1st and July 8th are the two-day events of Fighter Fest. We now I know it's... told y'all Fighter Fest is going to be in July. Thank you, Moses. And now we're going to get Omega and Paige against the best friends for the tag titles, and we're going to get Moxley and Brian Cage. Go, guys. What are your thoughts? He's a machine. He's not going to win, though, but that sucks. But he's a machine. Trev? So uh, I ordered uh, some food. I ordered delivery, you know, yesterday. And I got, I got the food, and then during the delivery and the exchange blah 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 that's when brian cage came out and so i missed it and so when i go back inside and i look at the tv i was like who the fuck is that and it was fucking taz without sunglasses i was like holy shit (laughs) beat him if you can survive if he lets you yeah i really enjoyed that uh you like he's letting him use his little gimmick, you know. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I was just laughing because I've literally never seen Taz without sunglasses. <laughs> okay. I have a couple times, he does look weird. He does <laughs> when he's not wearing the glasses, he does look very weird. Yeah, I, I literally I looked at, I seriously looked at the TV and I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I saw sunglasses in his head. I'm like, oh, my God, that's fucking Taz. So what's interesting about AEW for me is when we saw the FTR interview, which I thought was great, which leads to the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, But for me, it's one of those things where, like, I like what they're doing next week with Cody and Mark Quinn because the Cody-Jungle Boy match was very good and how they continue the TNT title. I like Hardy Party, Matt Hardy, (laughs) and the private party. (laughs) Matt Hardy messing around with everybody, isn't he? And yes. I swear to God, I want to kick Sammy's ass. I started to really like Sammy, and then he fucking came out singing that damn song again, and I just got infuriated. Sammy alone. Um, <laughs> well, he needs to leave that damn no, song alone. Absolutely not. It's glorious. Stop, oh, no, the fuck is not. That's, Wait, that's horrible. That's sacrilege. I gotta, I gotta agree with Trav. Shut up, because he can't sing where the damn. That's the point. I know, but he still sucks. I don't no, know. it's fucking horrible. Great. Oh, that's one of my, that Judas is one of my favorite damn songs. You, do, you just have no idea, dude. There's you a reason really why they call him Mr. Money's Worth, you know. I don't care. <laughs> you don't understand what that song means to me. Hey, so when I hear no, him sing it, you guys it fucking pisses me off. It really pisses me off when I hear him sing it. Okay. Well, I will say this. <laughs> 
with what we had with AEW, and obviously we saw Big Swole and Nyla Rose combating. He's neither big nor swole. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Mr. No, that's, a, that's, a, that's it. I just got to say that every time Big Swole is ever mentioned. Uh, all right. Now, I'm going to say this because last week's AEW, which we did not discuss, I'm going to say this right now. Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho, I don't want to see it because I already saw this in 1998, but it was better. What Stone Cold Steve Austin. Much better. Much, much better. I don't want to. Now, the, what they're referring to with the 10-year anniversary, it was DX against Jericho for the tag titles, and then they won, and then Mike Tyson knocked out Jericho, and yeah. And then now, 10 years later, we're revisiting this, and I don't have a desire to see Chris Jericho versus Mike Tyson. Moses Marquez, go. No, I'm the same way. Uh, now, the one thing I will admit is the difference between 1998 and 2020 is Mike Tyson can still not win a battle against a T-shirt. <laughs> just get it i just gotta say that regardless if he was the fattest man on the planet then or now he cannot fight a t-shirt no he cannot nope he so, cannot trav you want to talk about that abomination that's going to be mike tyson and chris jericho uh, i got mixed feelings about it i think it would be better if they did like a like a captain typed match captain yeah like mm-hmm. y- like I'm talking about, like, hey, Jericho, pick it. Like, oh, you like he picks a team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I just think he should like. His, okay, there's three possible dudes Tyson can have him replace. Have replace him in a match against Jericho that Jericho could take care of any one of these three dudes, and that was either Rashad Evans, yes, who was in that crowd, Vitor Belfort, or the guy who's said multiple times over he wants to wrestle, and that's the recently retired former phantom weight. And bantamweight champion Henry Cejudo, which I would fucking love, by the way, for him to get in the ring. See, I'm all for that. Just as long as Mike Tyson's not on my <laughs> like night in the ring, you're not doing nothing. I'm happy because it was just such an awkward exchange, and I'm like, no, like you're not. Ni- this is not 1998 when you're fighting guys like Lennox Lewis. This is not Trevor Burbick. This is not Buster Douglas. This is not who you fought. This is just bullshit. And I get it. You want to make headlines on Mikey Tyson. Baddest man on the planet, man. But again, it's something from you 10 years. want to make headlines? Put on more training videos. Shit. Fuck yes. There you go. So, yeah. Well, was... I have a question. Why yes. the hell is Mike Tyson even in a wrestling ring in the first place? Because they... I know he's done it before, but he wouldn't be able to fight his way out of a paper bag now. So why is that a thing? Because they want media attention? Well, the thing was, Nicola, I don't know if you had noticed, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, about a couple of weeks ago, had actually started putting out training videos again. Yep. Uh, and the yeah. idea was that, like, he, he for 50, was he 53, 54? Yeah, he's 53. For 53. 53 years old, he still has a lot of power and even in almost as much yeah. speed as he had as, as a younger fighter. So the idea of him, like, coming back was a big deal. Tony yeah. Khan decided we need to jump on top of this, get some extra media coverage out of it. Not to mention, I'm sure because he's a big fight fan. What's you know what's it going to hurt to get a bunch of other big MMA guys on here? Maybe we can get the MMA crowd. You know, like oh, I said, you true. you had Vitor <laughs> Belfort, you had Rashad Evans, you had Henry Cejudo. Uh, thank you now, for explaining that because I just didn't understand. I couldn't grasp it entirely, but that makes more sense. So thanks, Moses. I got you back now. Now, to be fair, I do think it would be better than, you know, Goldberg and Undertaker. Of course, but, but 
<laughs> then again, anything will be better than Goldberg and the Undertaker. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. AEW, they don't let me down. So, I'm. If that's something they want to do, I'll be open minded with it. Okay, you can be open minded. I'm just gonna say it's gonna flat out suck. And we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Get Henry in there, ASAP, best Matt wrestler in the entire world. There you go. So, AEW, every show has been good. Like I said, we can go through all the matches and stuff, but it's a solid week of professional wrestling. Lots of stuff happening in the news. And speaking of lots of stuff that are happening, next week possibly may be the final Knowledge Championship bout. Trivia takeover. It's the Champions Chase. The greatest Knowledge Championship defense of all time. Shut up, Moses. Moses Marquez. <laughs> Defends the Knowledge Championship against former two-time Knowledge Champion Iron Bank winner Kenny Kella, former Knowledge Champion Iron Bank winner The Phoenix, Travis the Walker Anderson, former Promo Champion, current Predictions Champion, and Ella J of a Wrestling Gal podcast was originally supposed to be in this bout, but unfortunately she will not be able to attend the event. So making her debut in the Knowledge Championship bout is the current reigning Promo Champion Nicola McDonald. So that will be next week. The Knowledge Championship bout is on the line. Will Nicola become? Nikola, two belts? No. <laughs> you could have like, suspend the disbelief, man. Just pull the oh, trap right, on you. I got no shot. All right. <laughs> I got no, no I shot. Am, right? I am. Trav, you want to talk about your, your possibility of winning the knowledge title, sir? Go ahead. I just want to get one question right. All right. Mm. Fair enough. And Moses, if you do happen to retain, you will be surpassing Kenny's first reign of 215 days. Well, you know, it is a big uphill climb next week. Um, I'm pulling, mm -hmm. what, double duty? Maybe even triple duty. Yep. Uh, if that uh, challenge for Rob Chef comes through, my buddy from, it, it depends if my buddy from New York answers the phone, but no. we'll see what happens there. No. Uh, but big uphill battle for no. the knowledge. And then, uh, yeah, speaking of the uphill battle for that, I got an even bigger uphill battle for the promo. Yep. Have my sweet, you have. <laughs> Sorry, Trust had to me, do nobody's. Nobody's belittling this challenge, I assure you that one. We're taking all precautions here. Taking so put you in a hole. Now, it's a demon. Now, when, it, when it comes to the promos, it, we'll see what happens next week. But it, when it comes to Rob Chef, if there is promos next week, it will be Chef versus Zach Herring. There you yeah, Zach Pack. Nice. I don't like need to it. tell y'all how pretty I am. Oh God, I can see how that goes. I can. I can't. Yep. I, I don't need to tell y'all how pretty I am. Yo, all I'm saying, baby, is this motherfucker says he's pretty. They ain't nobody pretty like the motherfucker from the Talk of New York that is from the city. Real quick, where where in uh, New York is is uh, Rob from? Queens. I said nah. Queens, my city. I rep my city. Hello. See, I knew I was gonna do the turtle thing for a reason. All right. <laughs> I am Queens Boulevard. <laughs> yes. Okay, so if that happens next week, we're going to get Nicola and Moses. We're going to get Chef and Zach Herring. And we are going to have fun with yourself, Travis, against Robert Davis. Yes, I can't sir. wait for that one. I'm Sorry, looking forward to all of them. So what might be the last promo league bout, we still got Brittany Savage and Corey Coulter, which you guys heard at the beginning of the show. A lot of great stuff to come. Let's keep on keeping on. And, Captain, I request your services for the knowledge title coming next week. So before we get into that, let's uh, close out the show this way. Before 
I give my social medias and do my number of plugs. Uh, we'll start with the current knowledge champion, Moses. I'm not going to do what I, you think I'm going to do, so I'm going to step back and let you promote. Go ahead, sir. I got to do ladies first, bro. Got to do ladies first. Oh, excuse me, ladies first. Nicola McDonald. Okay, thank you, Queen Latifah. Nicola McDonald. You should have <laughs> done best for last. So. Oh. You're all being so nice. You, I Thanks. swear, you're all being hey, so Trav, nice. Hey, Trav, dude, you got something on your nose, man. I'm rooting for her. I want her to kick your ass next week. Chivalry. Are those knee pads not... comfy down there, bro? <laughs> Chivalry <laughs> is not dead. Cheater like a lady. Somebody put on some temptation. Go ahead, Nicola. Okay, if you want to follow me, I'm Nicola McDonald Dave Smith on Facebook. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's the Demoness Nicola eight five four. Yep, that's uh, right. and that's it. Yeah, that's it. She'll be tagged on Twitter when this show comes out, so I got your back on that, Nicola. Thank you. All right, all right, Moses, go ahead. Promote everything and all day, every day. Appreciate you. Right on. Make sure you're following us on all platforms of social media, SMR Podnet, everywhere possible. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Got. Um, bunch of stuff coming retros coming back finally uh the in your house international incident is finally like it's been long awaited it's finally done it's actually probably going to drop this weekend just to be like an early thing and then monday you'll get a regular retro uh trav is he's got to come back to work this weekend so there will be a AEW nxt review unlike the last couple of weeks but with all the chaos happening i'm surprised nobody's too upset but they all understand so Hope Trav's ready to get his ass back to work. First and foremost, I also am not going to do your stuff because I'm too fucking tired to do. <laughs> Just go into the spiel. So I'm going to I'm gonna let you slide this week, bro. I'll take it. Thank you. So Travis the Walker Anderson, current predictions champion, please promote where people can find you out on the social medias. Walker underscore TA92 for Twitter, Facebook, Travis the Walker Anderson. And I, I'm sorry, but I have to say it. Uh, you're going to see it at the end of the show, but I'm going to say it again. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Simple oh, captain, as that. My captain. I'm saluting right now. So you can follow yours truly at SM Show 1 or MCL92 on the Twitter machine, stevenmikeshow.com, soundcloud.com, slash MCLarkin92, the Instagram, Larkin underscore 92, or MLarkinMB. Check out Lingerie Fighting Championships, lingeriefc.com, beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are, and purchase your ass a t-shirt on Teespring. The Beauty, Strength, and Dominance official LFC podcast is out. Help a brother out. Help out yeah. LFC. Get yourself some t-shirts. I expect all three of you to get some t-shirts up in here. Merch. Will get they? the merch. Get the merch. And, um, yeah, also, before this, Max Wrestling is also featured on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and, of course, Cass Bizox. Yeah, Cass Bizoxies. So wherever you get your Max Wrestling podcast platforms, check it out, Stitcher, the whole nine. We're there, you know, the whole nine. So anyway, I digress, and I now must bid you adieu. Goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bang. Captain. Oh, Captain, my, my Captain. Trev? I'm good. Hey, they can see my video. <laughs> Roll it.
Max wrestling fans assemble. Cassie Lee, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that made all this possible. We don't want you going nowhere, homie. You're important to us more than just what your accolades are. You are family, brother. So, oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. Dazzy, this one's for you, brother. Oh, Captain, my fucking captain. Boom. Oh, Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Captain, oh, Captain. Oh, Captain, my captain, even though I'm prettier than you. Oh, Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. Oh, Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. <laughs>